Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels, and I am Josh. I'm Andrew. I am Garrett. And I am David. Today on the show, we are talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Tubular. Ooze. Yeah, that's um, going to be... dudes. I think we're going to have a good time talking about this one. Okay. Uh... Um... Last week, we, we talked about the first Ninja Turtles movie. It's the 30th mm-hmm. anniversary this year, so we're covering the series right now. Um, we've got the second one this week, the third one next week to wrap it up. So, The Secret of the Ooze came out just a year later in 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, again, really not really starring anyone famous. <laughs> um which is surprising to me just because, like, you would think with the success of the first one, they would up the up the star power a little bit. But No, if anything, they downgraded the star power. If anything, they definitely downgraded it. Um, despite getting more money. Like, despite, the budget was higher for this movie. Right. Less- really? Where do you think the money went? That's my first question, is where did that money go? I think it went exclusively Vanilla Ice. That's what I I was going to say. Vanilla Ice got a lot of it, and I guess maybe the creation of those uh, other monsters. I guess. Yeah, the Turtles costume designers, the Hensons, you know? They made bank off this movie. Nobody else. Because it certainly didn't go into the story or the production value. Not not as much as you'd like. No, no, no. No. So... I think I think that says it all in terms of what we feel like how we feel about the movie, right? Does anybody want to offer a super positive review right now? No. Cool. <laughs> then I can I can I just walk us through the opening sequence of the film? Please do, because it was it left me. It, it I took so I, I had to take some notes of this. So we we open the movie with a great skyline shot of New York City and panning shots of people eating pizza everywhere there like are so many people eating pizza is, oh my god yes i took note of that too these big old new york pies i thought it was going to be something was in the pizza taking over people's minds <laughs> that would have been a plot there were so many people eating um, pizza and it's being delivered through pizza then we are introduced to our new character uh, i believe his name is kino yeah. kino when he's not busy fat shaming 15 year olds spends his time delivering pizzas to April O'Neil and assumingly other people, but we only ever see him deliver pizzas to April O'Neil. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the movie, when he is delivering a pizza to April O'Neil, he discovers two vans in broad daylight with just tons of merchandise spilling out of them. He thinks, this seems like the kind of thing a pizza boy should look into. He walks down a flight of stairs into what appears to be a department toy store that for some reason has a deli yeah. and discovers three people robbing this store. Okay. Mm-hmm. This seems like a good time to call the police. Instead, mm-hmm. Kino antagonizes the, vic- the villains, telling them that he is putting them under arrest despite his lack of obvious authority. Uh, these two very large men proceed to, to, to move up to intimidate him and Kino whoops their asses out of nowhere i was actually shocked i did not expect it he just nope. he, he was just like you know uh he was just like karate punch boom black mass you're done is all over in an instant right then 
40 people show up. Like, this is the biggest robbery of all time. There is a huge squad of goons. And I'm not exaggerating. It's like 40 people. Then, the only... Go ahead. in the what has to be the most understated entrance in superhero movie history, four Ninja Turtles just stroll down the stairs behind him and go, we got this kid before leaping into the air. Yeah. And from then on, the movie is a cartoon. I just yeah. want to add one, one thing that I really enjoyed to the, the walkthrough that David just went through. Uh, before the turtles came in, but after we were surprised by Dino's knowledge of martial arts, there's a part in between that where he goes, oh, did I mention I studied martial arts? <laughs> and it was just brilliant. Brilliant Shakespearean style acting. Oh, exactly. Yeah, the Surf Ninja himself pulled no prisoners yeah. in terms of this performance. Well, he was the Surf Ninja, right? I was trying he, to remember that. He 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 um he was actually apparently one of the one of the the, the fight doubles, like the, the stunt doubles for the turtles in the first movie. Oh, and okay. he got he was he got raw along so well apparently with some people they wanted to bring, give him an actual <laughs> role. But um, no, yeah, uh, he studies martial arts. Either. Apparently, every kid in New York studies martial arts because so the many Foot Clan. Is just recruiting like swaths of kids at a time to join their uh, join their their, their 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 evil cult underground fight club of martial art. <laughs> it's just it's so childish that it's laughable in that sense. But it's like <laughs> like it's like there's no there's no there's no logic is not important here. You know, like complaining about it almost is almost asinine. But it's just yeah. funny how little effort really seemed to go into to, to the thought process for the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I walked away from this one thinking, you know, the first one, I think you still had to be a certain kind of audience member to really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it was more accessible to people. And this so. one I felt like was, entirely childish um and had very little to offer adults um if an adult wanted to partake yeah and again i mean there's not there's not always something wrong with that that doesn't mean it's it's wrong or something but it's not very good um for grown-ups and i think the best the best children's movies, I think, have something for the parents who have to watch them, too. True. Well, I would say that we've been proven... That's been, you're, you're absolutely right, Josh. That's been proven, like, with every Pixar film. Because, like, parents genuinely enjoy taking their kids to see Pixar movies. I, I, right. I would have a hard time believing that my parents endured this movie with any sense of, like, oh, yeah, this is actually kind of one of my more favorite things of my, for my son to watch. Like, it'd just be like, God, please make him turn it off. Right. Pretend that the pretend the pretend the TV broke. Andrew. Well, <laughs> this movie was the best movie I have seen in a long time. I offered, I gave you the opportunity for compliments earlier, and you just <laughs> sure, did not take it. No, I. So when I was a kid growing up. I will say that this is the one that I actually like. This is the Teenage Mutant Turtles that I actually like the most. Mm-hmm. I think and probably, it, me, I, I remember watching this one a lot as a kid. 
Yeah, I watched it. I watched it a ton of times as a kid. Like I, I pretty much wore that VHS tape out. But like, I can't. I can't. I look at this now, and I'm like, man, I really like some bad movies. <laughs> like this was. Well, your kid brain doesn't know any differently. I'm the kid brain. Yeah, the third one was the one that I watched the most, and I am ready for that one to be terrible. But I, <laughs> but I'm prepared yeah. for it to be terrible. Yeah. But like, this was on like a completely different. The only thing I can appreciate about this is just the puppetry. That's all I can say. The puppetry was nice. Uh, they did what they did with Toka and Rizar was really cool. That's it. Oh yeah, and we also we also get a Vanilla Ice song. So there. <laughs> yeah, lucky us. I like like is sometimes fun to do. I uh, I read I read Roger Ebert's review of this film, mm. and he is often um, filled with such incredible snark and shade. Comes up with such creative ways to say it. You know? And just a just a couple just a couple notes from from the from the Roger Ebert review. Um, he says I bent over backwards to be fair to the first movie. I wrote. It's probably the best possible Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Now we have a sequel, and I may not get what I want, but I got what I deserved. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes on later to kind of um, bemoan the idea of the turtles existing at all Mm -hmm. Um, and says, you know, I grew up with, you know, Batman and Superman and Spider-Man. And... Kids today get what he says is the short end of the stick because what kind of what kind of hero are reptiles who live in the sewers and and are mentored by a rat? Uh, and that made me that made me laugh. And finally, and this is this is another. Uh, it's like he took this review and 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 made it about not just the critique of a movie but a critique of society. And that's mm-hmm. the sign of a bad film. <laughs> he says. The turtles hang out together, act together, fight together, and have a dim collective IQ that expresses itself in phrases like cowabunga, dude. This, <laughs> this is the way insecure teenage boys talk in a group as a way of creating solidarity, masking fears of inadequacy, and forming a collective personality that is stupider than any individual member of it. <laughs> wow. That's, oh, that's, so, that's a fire. That's some spirit. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, Roger Ebert always. Yeah. I mean, wow. fair enough, I, I guess. Really understand. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> um, yeah. He, uh, dude. he didn't like it. Um, well, we love reading Roger Ebert reviews. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah. Them. I mean, it, I don't know if you can really say it much better. I mean, the characters, like, they did, I feel like they did uh, worked a little harder to give the characters a bit more. Uh, uh, character moments, the turtles individually, like Donnie had a lot more to say in this movie, and uh, he coded the mainframe. Stood out a little bit more, but it was just all kind of for naught. Any amount of effort that went into this movie, whether it was from the Henson Studio or Henson uh, Productions making the the stuff, or whether it's from the the set design, or whether it was from the 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 voice performers, all for naught here, because like it's just it's just childish nonsense. And it would be one thing if it was funny, like if it was kind of like, 
Yeah. But like the 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 humor in this movie wears floaties in the pool. Like it's just all the most safe, boring jokes you could make in a Ninja Turtles movie. It's not even like creative. I got one genuine laugh and it was because I, um, well, I, I, no, it wasn't genuine. I got one laugh because there was a really poorly worded line that was just so, my brain was in a completely different place. And I, so I just started laughing uncontrollably. Um, I don't know if I should say it on the podcast though, because even though it's in the movie, it's obviously not what is intended. Yeah. You might as well say it. If okay. you want to try to censor yourself, you can. I don't right. know. For anybody who knows me and, 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 and thinks I'm a wholesome person, please stop watching him. Um, <laughs> so, April, so like they're watching April's report and it's read, and Slinter's like, do not change the channel or something like that, right? And then some time passes. April comes home and the turtle's been cleaning. They've been cleaning furiously, cleaning the apartment, right? In turtley ways. And uh, then she comes in and she says, hey guys, thanks for cleaning up. Where's Splinter? And they're like, he's on the roof. And she's like, doing what? And he's like, coming to a decision. Oh. And I was like, and in fact, they said, he's been on the roof since the end of your report. And I was like, oh. And, and, I was, and, and then he leaves with coming to a decision. Gross. I was just like, whoa. Gross. Kevin Clash. That was the thing for the adult right there. If you picked up on that innuendo style of the joke. Yeah. That was the. I don't think that was what it was meant to be, but it would make me laugh. Um, <sighs> what about some other? Um, like, it's kind of funny how the first one Ebert talked about. Like, he gave it a lot of leeway. The first one I gave a lot of leeway from a nostalgia point of view because it was like, okay, this isn't like super great, but it is like, you know, it is kind of like what I think as a kid you would want, you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. This like nostalgia played no factor for me. I like I, I couldn't. Nostalgia was gone like 15 minutes in. Was there anything that stood out to you guys? Something you like remembered fondly about this movie? I have no fond memories of this movie. Like I said last time, I really only liked the Turtles cartoon. Um, I really have very little ties to any of the movies, but the one that I do is the first one, and we've already covered it. I remember the part where uh, they're talking to April on the phone, and Michelangelo finally gets the phone and he goes, April, I just want to say hello. And I remembered laughing at that part as a kid. And uh, I laughed at it very similarly this time as I am an adult. And I did not think this movie was a comedy. No, no, You didn't What do you think it was? This is a like. I just thought it was like an action movie. This is a documentary. The um, action scenes lasted too long. You got to the point where like they basically won the fight and then they would do something ridiculous just to keep the fight going. Like yeah, you guys could have you could have worked that into the actual fight part and now you just toying yeah. with them. I have yeah. to fight them again. I don't want to watch that. No, it was yeah, but like, it, was, but- it was silly. But like the only, I think the only scene I actually liked in this movie was the opening shot where everybody's eating pizza. It makes me hungry for pizza. <laughs> the opening shot. I said the uh, with people eating pizza. The turtles don't even show up. Just you could watch a whole movie of people eating pizza for for ninety minutes. But you know what? As much as this movie is ridiculous, 
it's basically, again, I, I'm not I have a problem with it because this is kind of what I expect from a Turtles franchise. I expect it to be more chaotic than the first one because they don't learn their lessons. They get dumber somehow every time mm -hmm. and they get themselves into dumber situations. So this is more ridiculous, more childish. Of course, this is going to be um, a sequel in this particular franchise. It's just dumb. And that's what the Turtles are. Yeah. And I'm okay, okay with it. On that I'm note. okay with it. On that note, I would like to formally apologize to the uh, turtle movies that came out in the late 2010s or mid 2010s. Uh, I was, I think I might have been too harsh on those movies. Not, I'm not lying. The, the, this, this was not a, a, a legacy that really had much to uphold. I feel like in terms of yeah. the turtles on screen, I was too mean. I, you know, I'm gonna join you on that because, like, at least. At least those turtle movies had Michael Bay attached to them. That's not a good thing. But like, he's a reputable name, and no, he's not. He's a reputable name. No, he isn't. Hold on, hold on. He's a reputable name because, like, if absolutely if, not. If you he see Michael muted. Bay, you might you kind of expect that kind of campiness, but it's also kind of entertaining. When. When is it ever entertaining? <laughs> the first oh, bad boy. Literally, when? Oh, that's such a flashback. Armageddon. This is this is Peter Jackson's King Kong all over again. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm just saying. Moving like, on from your wrong statements. I'm just saying, like Michael Bay. I personally don't like Michael Bay, but you know what? If he, if it's Michael Bay, at least he has. <laughs> It, at least we know he's bad. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. At least we know he's bad, so we don't have to assume the movie could be good. Yeah. Like if David Fincher was directing the Ninja Turtles, look, we'd be going this this false idea look, and it could. Be I don't bad, know. But if it was bad, we'd be upset. But with Michael David Bay, Fincher like, Turtles would be fun to watch. Gonna be bad. So like, you might as well just get you know. And he didn't even direct it. He's <laughs> just a, he's just a producer on it. Still though, he didn't he direct the first one? No, I don't think he directed. Did he not? Of them. No. He got he a couple of guys he likes that he's a he's a big fan of to direct. Them. Well, either way, the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles movies are infinitely better than this one. So I don't know oh, what the point of this debate is. I'll tell you that. They're more action packed. They have a better story. Um, it's yeah. less stupid. You know, I like the. I don't. Well, I don't know. I thought I liked Honestly, the origin story, but maybe I don't. Like, they I gave think, us one anyway. I don't need to know. And then, like, how much time has passed? That's what I don't understand. We learned that it's been, like, 15 years since the Turtles have become... They're basically 15 years old. Yeah, they're basically 15 All years. of the sudden, they're finding this ooze and chemical, but there's been no real outbreak outside of a few big giant dandelions mm -hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and yeah, Splinter. Adolescent mutant dandelions. Right. But now all, they, all of a sudden they found it. They've safely contained it, gotten rid of it, except for the one vial. And I just, and then Shredder rises from the dead in this dumpster. <laughs> like, what is the timeline How, from this movie to the yeah. last movie? Is it like, this is the, I assume this that this is the Thursday after. Up. This was the Thursday after the last movie. <laughs> this is just next you know, week. They came and picked up the trash. They moved it to the dumpster <laughs> and he woke up. 
April O'Neil had like a complete facial done. Yeah, April O'Neil's different. How long have the turtles been living there? I have so many questions about the timeline and the situation. Yeah. Casey's up and left. Yeah. So strange. So strange. And, uh, uh, you know, we shouldn't uh, neglect the biggest cameo in the film, which is Vanilla Ice. Right. Uh, yeah. And he... Uh, With the ninja rap. So I, I'm going to go on. I'm just going to say this. The movie's 30 minutes too long. Like, <laughs> and it's a 90-minute movie, so that's not a lot of time. But, the, like, the final act of the movie, for the most part, <clears throat> centers around donuts to change the two monsters back into normal animals and a fight in a dance club in which vanilla ice freestyles a ninja rap about the ninja turtles who he's only just seen for the first time david i hope that you and i are gonna go down the same path here the most the most absurd premise here is that vanilla ice can freestyle I don't know. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I can't live in that world, David. It's not real. He's not that good. He can't do Look, that. Ninja Turtle, the turtles themselves, all right. A nightclub at a pier, uh, you know, uh, 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 in an old warehouse, you know, that. Like the uh, the monsters, Shredder, all that. I can, I can handle Vanilla absolutely. Ice freestyling on the spot, beyond nope. the pale, I got to say. Absolutely not. Right. Unrealistic. The I mean, most unrealistic be, part of this whole thing. That might be an obvious joke. I don't know, but it was worth saying. No, I no. But I also I want to talk about they the, the the way they beat the shredder is the most laughable elements of the movie. <laughs> first off, first off, for the whole movie, the Ninja Turtles have barely used their weapons because parents got upset about them using their weapons in the first movie. So they mostly use their fists or stupid stupidity uh, to their advantage. Uh, Shredder, who could have easily escaped during this entire fight sequence inside the uh, inside the nightclub, walks in to proclaim, you know, you will never defeat me because I have these, you know, um, which allows for some reason Kino to just jump right on stage, kick it right out of his hand, and the entire problem is solved. Oh, no, not no, you won't because Kino just saved the day. And then they beat him with a guitar solo. They just yeah. Launch him out the window, yeeted yeah. him, as the kids say. Yeah, Although him. I did like earlier in the movie, Donnie. I, I for the I've never. This is the first time I legitimately used the word. Donnie got straight yeeted at one point in this movie when uh, the turtle, the big snappy turtle, just went and just flung him ninety feet into the air. It was hilarious. Uh, that okay. So that club scene. Yeah. I was wondering. I I was wondering when like. My, my only thing about this was that, like, during that club scene, I was counting, like, how many times people were just going to randomly burst through the doors. Because, <laughs> like, you yeah, had the turtles burst through the doors. Like, how many exits and entrances does that fucking place have? <laughs> but, like, because, uh, like, everybody was, it was just, like, surprise, 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 surprise. I'm like, what else is going to happen? And they got to keep you on the edge of your seat, these turtle I, movies. Who's going to come through the door? Who knows? Yeah. And but like, but like the the obvious place for me anyway, and I'm just nitpicking at this point. But yeah, when, when Shredder just walked up on stage, and just it's like, how do you get up there? <laughs> Master of Ninjas just strolls onto like a very popular, you know, like a very like a very you know dense dance floor, and um, and 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 all the and all the like the crowd goers and whatnot. It's like they don't care. 
It's like its entire terrorist attack just happening right there in the whole thing. And what do they do? They just keep on dancing in vanilla ice. My favorite. Stop. Well, yeah, what else would they do? Yeah. You're telling me, Andrew, there's a bunch of guys in turtle suits, uh, you know, and, and two monsters came in through your door. You're not just going to continue uh, eating your shortbread? No. I mean, no. I'd probably finish my shortbread and I'd leave. Like, then, I just jump right in the water. <laughs> Gary, you might appreciate this. Um, after they uh, launch uh, Shredder using a guitar solo, uh, or uh, just a big note, uh, Shredder gets some of the formula, or some of the ooze on himself, right? Turns into Super Shredder, as played by Big Daddy Cool. Uh, that's right, the one of the original outsiders himself, Kevin Nash. Big sexy. And uh, he, uh, he doesn't really do much. He like, what's not. the point of I having, don't. like, a big reveal, like, oh, now the bad guy, he's supersized himself. Right. For, like, for, literally, for like, two like, three minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They brought a bridge down, and then they were like, <laughs> I, I feel like this was written for parents who were worried their kids were going to be afraid that the turtles were about to die. Because as the bridge is coming down, they're like, oh, it's falling. You know, it's a very tense moment if you're a kid. Oh, goodness, the turtles are trapped under the bridge. What are they going to do? And then one of them, I don't remember which one, one of the one of the turtles, turns to the camera and goes, "Remember, ninjas are masters of our environment, and that includes being a turtle or whatever." And then they mm-hmm. suck into their shells, and then you just see the shells like had drifted away, and then they popped out, and they go, "Man, it's great being a turtle." And I was like, "That's how y'all beat Shredder." Yeah, but they beat Shredder by letting Shredder him beat by just sucking into your shell. Congratulations, you played yourself. That's what they said to Shredder after was, he, uh, just sneaking the, in. The whole thing is right just here. silliness. It's just silliness. It is. It was, and... and but uh, again, I'm not mad at it. This is 100% a movie that I would turn on in the background if I just wanted something playing while I needed to do something more important. Because at no point in time would I not be able to tune back in, be relatively entertained, but not entertained enough to be distracted from the things I'm actually doing. It's a perfect movie for that. I don't think it is. You don't think so? <laughs> no. I feel like I feel like I couldn't have the, like this movie would honestly just be like a waste of the power it would take to put it on. <laughs> like it's not I'm like okay, agree maybe with that. That might be that maybe that maybe that's overkill, but like I've, if I'm gonna have something on in the background, I want something that like when I occasionally overhear it, I might chuckle, you know, yeah. I might yeah. laugh, you know. That's usually like reserve. I reserve that for like Seinfeld these days because I've seen. But see, so you much didn't of- find anything chuckle worthy or laugh worthy because like I no, but then the coming thing. If no. I was busy, if I was cleaning, it was a cleaning day or whatever, and I have that on and I'm doing this thing and I look up and I see Michelangelo or whatever wrapping sausages around a human being i'm gonna go ah, that's funny and then i'm gonna get back to doing whatever I do. you are <laughs> why are you finding that funny just because it's humorous there was in nothing the moment that funny when i'm not expecting it and i see him fighting with sausages i go oh that's funny uh-huh. no it's not it's funny. not actually funny it's just a funny for why the is moment. there a deli in a toy store it doesn't make sense it, i'm not watching the movie though so i don't know so uh, there's no context to why he's fighting him with sausages i just see him fighting with sausages and it's but, funny what i'm gonna garrett if you and i were in a house and we were cleaning and you wanted to put this on then sure because then you and i could together look up and laugh and make fun of it right yeah but you sound like an insane person by yourself giggling at Ninja Turtles 
while you're doing while you're folding that is the best time to do it is by yourself giggling watching Ninja <laughs> Turtles that's not a group activity because <laughs> that means everyone is sad <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know I don't know. I don't know if I have any other jokes. I think I think we we got. No, I've got nothing else to say. I'm really looking forward to the third one because we're already like these are shorter episodes, obviously. Now, what are we gonna say next week? Nothing. I don't know because honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen it. I don't remember. They go back in time in our samurais. I remember having the toys of them being samurais, but it really was. I, I don't remember anything about it, but. It really was the one that I watched the most and really, really much enjoyed other than or more than these two. Um, so the fact that I don't remember anything about it doesn't bode well for it, but we'll see. We will see. We certainly... I, really thought, I honestly thought that the third one is like the worst one. Well, That's what I normally hear. I was always the outlier. Probably is. It would hard be hard to imagine it would be better than this. Like yeah. they brought on some creative people and they were like, hey, now we got some real ideas for the turtles. Uh, who directed this one? Was it the same guy who directed the first one? Who cares? It was Michael, Michael Pressman. <laughs> what did Michael Pressman, what all did he do? Is this it? Nothing. Michael Pressman uh, is an American film and TV producer and director whose credits include Law and Order SVU, Chicago Med, Blue Bloods, Picket Fences, and Elementary. That's a lot of shows that have some uh, people like. True. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is not even in his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> he said, just scratch me for Mad Dog. I don't want to know. Let's, let's... <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. Take my name off that one, please. We will go to uh, IMDb and see if that see if that takes us anywhere different. We got Michael Pressman here. He... Oh my gosh. No, this is bad. He, oh my gosh. Oh, you guys. No, I'm just scrolling through made for TV movies. Oh no. It's not good at all. No, this is bad. He's just. To be fair, this looks like a made for TV movie. Well, there was a moment where I was like, Ben. I could see this being like a long episode of Power Rangers. That's what it looks like. That's a production value. It's just a long episode of a live action it, it Power Rangers like, TV show. I, I I need to find it somewhere. I don't know. If That's it's, why it's an, a half an hour too long. Yeah, I mean, the movie was over an hour in. I remember like when they showed up at the junkyard to save Raph, I was like, so this is probably the climax of the movie right here. Uh, yeah. And then I uh, hit the hit down on the, on the on the controller and it said that there were still 48 minutes left. And I went, yeah. what to do what? Yeah. Um, anyway. No. Uh, I, it's kind of funny. I'm going to talk, I, I'm going to go through in a minute some of the other movies that came out in 1990. And this movie looks worse than all of those. Or, excuse me, 1991. This movie looks worse than those. It's like, how yeah. can that even happen? Yeah. Go for it. I don't have anything else to say about this app sucker. No, I think we can move on straight into the box office report. All right, let's get this energy vampire out of the way. Um, <laughs> teen, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Secret of the Ooze debuted, uh, I believe, yeah, March 22nd, back in 1991. So we talked about it last week. I was a year and 
about oh, two weeks old at this point in uh, in history. Josh was uh, you weren't even one yet, were you? Um, no, not yet. No, you're you were what two, three ninety one. Yeah, what month? March of ninety one. March. Oh God, I don't know. Two. And then Andrew was uh, about to get his driver's license. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, compared, compared to what to the numbers we just listed off, seven is close to getting your driver's. It is very much. So. <laughs> All right. Um, where was I? Anyway, it debuted May March twenty second, way back in nineteen ninety one. Uh, it was actually the number one movie of the week, bringing in twenty million dollars. You might appreciate this, Josh. This is the movie that unseated The Silence of the Lambs from the number one spot. What a shame. How about that? Uh, at number three, and that brought, that brought in $6 million. At number three, with $4 million, you have New Jack City. I don't really know what this movie is. Oh, uh, um, it's a Wesley Snipes movie. Oh, okay, okay. At number four, you have Class Action, not to be confused with Class Action Park. And then at number five, you have Sleeping with the Enemy. So uh, that's your that's your top five for that weekend. So no sequels other than uh, Secret of the Ooze in that particular weekend. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles roll on to get $78 million in the United States over its theatrical run. It uh, released in Canada and a couple of other markets like uh, like England and, and places like that, but didn't bring in much from the overseas, only getting $12 million from foreign markets, uh, giving it about a worldwide total of close to $90 million, uh, which beats its, its budget of $25 million. Um, it pretty much made that back in its opening weekend here in the United States, but um, not as successful as the first movie. That said, at this point in 1991, as we mentioned last week, this was the second highest independent film of all time at that point. So, um, you know, okay. it's kind of like take what you can get, I guess. I mean, movie made made a lot of money, um, but critically was not was well was not, wasn't as well liked and didn't do quite as well. It would finish number 13 for the year of two of 1991. Um, at the top of the list that year was uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which brought in $204 million in the United States. $204 million? In the U.S., yeah. That's it? Wow. For, uh, for Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Hmm? I know, I know. It's just crazy how times have changed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and this is just the United States. I haven't, I haven't pulled up the worldwide stats, but I can do that as well. Um, that was the only movie to be over two hundred million that year. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I believe, starring Kevin Costner. Number yeah. it was number two with one hundred sixty-five mil. Uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast came in at number three with one hundred forty-five. Uh, the aforementioned Silence of the Lambs brought in one hundred thirty. And then at number five, you have City Slickers bringing in one hundred twenty-four million dollars um i'll mention a few other movies that came out and that made it into the top 10 and like i said these movies for coming out in the same year look so much better and hold up so much better in terms of their their uh, what they look like and their stories uh than ninja turtles you have hook the adams family uh sleeping with the enemy father of the bride the naked gun two and a half uh man just ahead of ninja turtles was cape fear in the number 12 spot um star trek the star, star trek six the undiscovered country came out that year jfk came out that year uh what else we got here uh thelma and louise uh bill and ted's bogus journey came out that year so 
Uh, a lot of good movies in 1991. Uh, a lot of movies that probably were better than Back to <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. I agree with that. Um, I didn't really go through to see if there were any other movies we've already done in 91, but if you go, th- just just check out, go to so many sequels, like so many, so many sequels on Spotify or Apple uh, podcasts and just go through. You might find something cool. Yeah. Oh, Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs, we have done that one, so check that out. Um, that's it for this week. No real other special stats, so I'll throw it to Garrett because he won the Letterbox game. Oh my God, I did? I didn't yeah. remember. I know, I'm be, so unprepared. Be. <laughs> well, somebody explain what this letterbox game is while I go pull up the information. In the letterbox game, we, the cast members of this show, guess on a five-scale basis what the users of Letterboxd have rated this movie overall, the average score. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? I, I am doing the best, and Andrew is doing the worst. Yeah, and that's David, all you need what to know. are those statisticians oh yeah yeah so right now josh is like he says well in the lead uh he's got 11 on the year we do this for every every movie we do i'm uh, i'm at nine so i'm just behind if i win here i'll i'll i'll, I'll drag it in a little closer garrett he won last week he's at eight so just behind me and then andrew's down at five now i'll say this i have the whole stat sheet pulled up here i've been keeping track all year there was a point in time in which we all just kept trading. We all would win at least one per franchise. Like Lord of the Rings, we all had at least one, right? Except for except for Garrett. And then Men in Black, we all got one. Uh, the Matrix, we all got one, you know? It was going great. And then it started to not go great for Andrew. It went too good for Josh. Yeah, that's where the problem lies. All right, I am ready. So friends, why don't you give me your guesses about what you might think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, might be. Go ahead, Andrew. Set the stage. Yeah, Andrew goes first. I'll let you all go first. No, you go first because you're last. You get the whole wide... You get the whole spectrum of picking. Okay. Papadakis at the end is eight mile. So I'm going to choose... I'm going to go with 2.6. 2.6 on the movie scale. David? I'm going to be nearby. I'm going to say 2.4. 2.4 on the movie scale for David. So the issue is, is I from the start wanted to go with a 2.7. However, I now hesitate to do that because I don't want to be the one who chose the highest score. And risk, because it's not higher than two point seven, my friends. Yeah, that would be very. It would be hard. It's to not higher than two point seven. But do you think it's lower than two point four? I don't. I don't. I mean, two point five is still out there. Right. Yeah, the but that really, really throws it out for the loop. I'm gonna take the. You could give it a, what it deserves as a five star movie. No, I'm gonna. I'm going to risk it and go lower on the off chance that it is lower than 2.4 and pick 2.3. 2.3 for Jersh. 2.4. Hey, you got to play strategy. Four for David, right? Mm-hmm. 2.4 yeah. for to where I am. And then Andrew is a 2.6. We got to come up with a tiebreaker here, too, if we don't. We do not 
have anybody who got it correct. We have one person who got it real wrong, though, and that is Josh, because this movie, not only are you the farthest away from it, but it is at a 2.8, just above the 2.7 scale. You said it would not get above. Should have chose my 2.7. Well, it is a trash movie, and trash deserves to be taken out. You know what that means, boys? Where's the confetti? Hey! Is on the board. Wow. He won. And it was another Muppet movie that he won. Exactly. That was Andrew's first win since Jim Henson's The Muppet Movie. Oh, and this is the one where they honored his death. It came full circle. This is. Yeah, we forgot to mention, they on the, this movie is dedicated to Jim Henson at the beginning. Uh, yeah. It's the first movie to be dedicated to Jim Henson after his death. The, the, follow, the next one would be A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Wow. At least I got my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Andrew. So Andrew will run the game for the first time <laughs> since, uh, uh, for the first time in, in years. Yeah. It's about time. Woo-hoo! Be better. Be best. Yep. That's it. So next week we'll talk about team engagement. Oh, what are rankings? What did I give it last time? I don't remember. You gave a, you gave, you gave gave a, a three. three. Oh, well, then this one is two. Yeah. I'm also you, right you're at You're going to go disappointing, are you? You're going to yep. go disappointing on that one. Right I'm at disappointing. two. Two. Very disappointing. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I thought it was okay. Oh, you monster. It was okay. You monster of horrible Boy. taste. Yeah. Okay. Well, he would For watch very this. specific reason. He would watch this alone, giggling. He would. I would just turn it on. In the bathtub. You know what? It's, it's really funny to see sausages. It is. <laughs> sausages are funny. Sausages. You have a sausage? No check. It's funny. Andrew, you gave it a two as well? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a 2.1 for us. 2.1. So, two. Round that down to a two. Round it down. Yep, that was rounded down to a two. Cool. All right, All right. well, that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Uh, we will be back next time with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Andrew just said bye. Oh, no, there he's back. Yeah, okay. He was ready to go. He went he down. He was ready to leave at the very end of the show. It's like we're almost there. Um, Find us online on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Letterboxd. Follow us on all those platforms. Um, you know, we're getting real close to the end of the year, believe it or not. Um, in a lot of ways, it feels like this year has been forever, and in a lot of ways, it feels like it never happened. Um, but it is somehow ending, and that means a lot of things that I'm just going to go ahead and take the time to tease, since this is a shorter episode than most. We got our annual Christmas episodes we're going to be doing christmas all december mm-hmm. not necessarily do, sequels no not necessarily sequels mm-hmm. all we're, rules are off for christmas mm-hmm. we're planning all a fun Halloween. we're planning a fun pre-christmas episode mm-hmm. where we're all going to discuss our personal rules of what makes a christmas movie a christmas movie um to, to maybe help settle the age-old diehard debate once and for all, and other mm-hmm. debates, but that's the big one. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, we will do a... We, I'm, I'm excited for this one. We're going to revisit our most anticipated movies of 2020 episode. Oh. 
<laughs> so that we can actually take a look at what of those movies actually came out. Do you guys even remember what was on Not your really. I, I remember. I, absolutely, I remember like the big blockbusters, but outside of that, I struggle to remember. I remember quite a few of them, and I can tell you I think two of them came out. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I need to. I need to listen to it soon so I can. Yeah. I can write down what everyone said, but that. So that's coming. That's going to be fun, and I, I. And by fun, I do mean quite depressing, probably. Um, and then you know we'll just re-release that episode as most anticipated movies of 2021. Right. And see if any of them happen. And then we will. We'll we'll have an end of year uh, recap of what we actually. <laughs> yes. Did yes. Of course, we will have our end of the year recap. I gotta catch and up on all. Hope of for the best. I know. I, my goal is to is to my goal is to get to thirty movies by the end of the year, and I'm at nineteen. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. that's the next several weeks of so many sequels. Hopefully, everyone will stick around for it. Um, we're gonna try. Well, you know, we're making we just like everyone else. We're making the best of what we have this year, um, and hopefully, next year is much better for everyone in every way. Um, but before we get to that. We still got one more Ninja Turtle movie to go through. So follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Till next time.